Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Pastor May, good evening, it's half past five. This is Update for Thursday, 4th of January, 2024 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man and background to that news and sport, business, sea watch, travel updates and the newsmakers in person. This evening the steam packet MD on the labour dispute and that new boat and MHK asks why Meds is closing weekday overnights. The Lord Street Bus Street plan equals doing nothing says an MHK. 32 years a GP at Palatine Group practice now an MBE and remembering Marilyn Cannell. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Faster My, Siobhan Fletcher. Faster My. Supplies of food, fuel and essential medications to the Isle of Man are not currently at risk. That's the message from the Treasury Minister, who says it's something being closely monitored by government's emergency planning strategic group. The Council of Ministers met this morning to discuss current disruption to steam packet services caused by industrial action being taken by some employees there. There's reassurance for people who use the pharmacy at the Victoria Road ShopRite. When the store closes to be refitted as Tesco this Saturday, the chemist will be staying open as normal. Entries have opened for this year's edition of the pre-TT Classic Road Races. The Southern 100 Club has confirmed riders can now apply to take part in the 2024 meeting on the Billown course, which will take place from the 24th to the 26th of May. Further afield, Rishi Sunak's been labelled a squatter in Downing Street after suggesting the next UK general election will be in the second half of this year. Labour and the Lib Dems want one sooner to maximise their chances during a time of poor poll ratings for the Conservatives. Islamic State claims it was behind two explosions which killed nearly 100 people and wounded dozens in Iran. The group says it targeted a ceremony to commemorate an Iranian commander who was killed by a US drone in 2020. And three people have reportedly been injured in a school shooting in Iowa, although the extent of their injuries isn't clear. The gunman died after apparently shooting himself. There are your latest headlines, news at six. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's private client team. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Karamayad, thank you, Siobhan, from the Ronald's Way Met Office. Uh, we got no wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is currently slight and moderate tomorrow. The weather this evening, dry, a mostly clear sky, first of all, then cloudier as the night goes on, patchy light rain coming in on a light northwesterly, down to 7 degrees through the night. Fort Jehenia, cloudy with intermittent light rain in a light to moderate northwesterly. Top temperature tomorrow, 8 degrees. Mostly dry overnight into Saturday, minimum 5 degrees. And Fort Jasan, dry with sunny spells, a light breeze and 7 degrees. Tides on the way out, low waters half past 11 tonight. High tide 10 to 6 tomorrow morning. Sunrise 23 minutes to 9, the lunchtime low water at 6 minutes after midday. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
With passenger sailings on the motor vessel Manxman now down to one return crossing a day during daylight hours, the Chief Minister and the Treasury Minister have been briefed by the Chairman of the Steam Packet, Lars Ugland, and Managing Director Brian Thompson. Mr Thompson gave Manx Radio more details about the meeting and updated uh, how close he feels they are to a resolution. Really, it was just a meeting to brief the Chief Minister and the Treasury Minister on the ongoing dispute with Nautilus, how the company sees the way forward, what the challenges might be, really just keeping them abreast of where we are. It's affected a few passengers, no going to get into specific numbers. It's not ideal. It's lucky that we can run the daytime sailing and hopefully people won't feel too disrupted. It's unfortunate and disappointing, but it's where the industrial action's left us. That is a, a sort of genuine situation we found ourselves in, and it's just lucky we are able to run one return sailing on the maximum a day, but we also have the arrow for the freight as well in the evening. Perfectly adequate for the, the amount of freight that's required, especially at this time of year, which as you'll imagine, getting into January, February, and we're all tightening our belts a little bit. It's a little bit less, but no, the, the arrow can take a good capacity of freight. I don't know if it's any closer, because it requires everybody to want to come to the table with a sort of solution in mind, and that's certainly something that the company wants to work on. We want to keep everybody as satisfied as possible. And I can only speak for the steam packet, and certainly from my perspective, we've always negotiated fairly and openly, perhaps too openly. We want a resolution. We don't want to lose any seafarers. We, we want to continue with the excellent service that we've provided. A Douglas MHK's criticised a report from the Infrastructure Minister on plans for the Lord Street bus station site, describing it as wholly unacceptable. In July, Tim will resolve work for new bus facilities in the capital was a priority, but Douglas East MHK Journey Farragut says the letter with the details published yesterday is wholly unacceptable. I'm really saddened and disappointed by this response in the DOI. It's quite important to recognise that putting in a resolution like this to Timwald, it takes a good bit of research and preparation as well as quite a lot of liaising with colleagues to um, to seek their support, check that they, you know, how they feel about your resolution. I was absolutely delighted that that work paid off. I received unanimous support from all members in the Timwald vote. So I thought that that would mean that we would have a detailed plan for bus facilities as per the Timwald resolution by December. But the DOI's response, and there isn't any other way to put this, the response amounts to doing nothing whatsoever. What the response says is that they will continue to pursue the Lord Street development. That wasn't what was discussed in the debate. And in actual fact, the current DOI minister, uh, Mr. Krukal, who wasn't the DOI minister at the time of the resolution, he stood up to support this and to support it being at the sea terminal, which was what was discussed in the debate, that we would have a hub at the sea terminal and explore that as a possibility. This letter that we've received, it doesn't do any of the things that were mandated via that resolution. On a personal level, it is frustrating and disappointing to see all that work amount to nothing. But I think secondly, and more importantly, what really does concern me is that departments disregard Timwald like this. And I do worry that that disregard means that we're getting very little done in terms of moving anything forward. And I think there's growing dialogue around this and not just amongst Timwald backbenchers, but amongst the general public. If Timwald resolves that something should be a priority and a detailed plan should be drawn up to realise that priority, well, that's what should be done. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Fast of night, 23 minutes before 6 this Thursday evening on the Isle of Man and MHK is questioning the decision to close the Manx Emergency Doctors Service meds overnight during the week from next Monday. Back in April last year, Douglas South Representative Claire Christian asked the Health Minister in Timwald if the service was at risk and was told in no uncertain terms it wasn't. 
So she's asking, what's changed in the last nine months? It's always uh, good to get reassurance um, from ministers that these kind of services, especially something as significant as a service to our community, such as MEDS provides, um, it's it's really important to get that um, assurance that these services are going to continue. Um, so that was the original reason for the question. And yes, I am surprised and it's extremely worrying that we've just had this announcement, you know, specifically because this raised is concerns that, you know, communication within the department um, and we need to understand why steps weren't taken earlier to address the staffing and demand issues. It's not a coincidence that, you know, I, I, I asked this question nine months ago and, um, you know, the response was an absolute no. There was no um, no danger to this, this service going anywhere. So what's changed since then? And I think one of the main things I'd also like to point out since that, since that um, news that we've ha- heard, um, I've received, you know, a a million, uh, you know, lots and lots of uh, appreciation for meds um, from many people um, across the island, um, citing instances where they've provided prescriptions, wound dressings, um, you know, valuable advice and reassurances during difficult times. And it's, you know, it's a really critical service. So it's it's understanding really why this has happened in, in just this nine months and, and why nothing has been done to, to prevent it. A council town man who spat at a nurse who was treating his injuries at Noble Hospital will be sentenced next month. Brendan Shaw Creer pleaded guilty to a charge of common assault for Max Radio at Douglas Courthouse, Sean Cowper. He was picked up by police officers after sustaining a head injury while intoxicated on the 21st of December, with officers taking the 20-year-old to the emergency department after he lost consciousness. Prosecution described his behaviour at Nobles as volatile and said he had to be restrained by hospital staff. When one nurse attempted to fit Creer with a cannula, he swore at her before spitting on her face. His advocate read a statement Creer submitted to police in which he said, I wish to apologise to the nurse, adding, spitting at anyone is unacceptable. She also told the court Creer did not remember the incident or being arrested and that he'd panicked after waking up to see people he didn't recognise. Deputy High Bailiff Rachel Braidwood described the offence as a disgusting assault on nursing staff. She ordered a full probation report ahead of sentencing, adjourning matters until the 20th. 20th of February. Career remains on bail until his next court appearance. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motor vessel Manxman departed. Hisham at eight minutes past two. She'll be onto the link span fairly shortly in Douglas, into the bay. And uh, of course, no evening departure tonight. No return, so the next departure tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, Manxman heads to Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. For a quarter of a century, she was the official accompanist at the Guild. Sadly, Marilyn Cannell has died at the age of 76. Speaking last year, she told us about the outfit she used to wear for the Victorian and Edwardian ballad class, and first, what it was like holding such an important role at the Manx Music Festival. It was a task, yes, but something I enjoyed. It was the late Gladys Skillicum that persuaded me to do it for the first time. And I was still teaching at the time, so I had to sort of work days when I could go in and days when I had to be had to be in school but I've met so many singers over the years and I coming back to the villa after a break and seeing everybody again Subler. the first year that I started as official accompanist was the first year they had that class with the Sir Lawrence New and Lady New trophy so they said would I do that class and, and it was a Victorian ballad and my mother had outfits 
But the hat that I used to wear was one made by my auntie Ina Gelling, who was a milliner. And when they used to go out as a concert party, she would wear that. So I wore that hat. It was a very uncomfortable hat because it had a very tight elastic under the chins that wouldn't fall off. And it had a feather that kept falling in my eyes and had to be replaced. All the years that I was an accompanist, I was the accompanist for that class. Yeah. Well, I always used to say, you know, just get up and enjoy it. Doesn't matter. No one's going to mark you. And sometimes you would find a child who was very quiet and reticent. If you could persuade them to go and sing and go on the stage and suddenly they would blossom. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 17 minutes before six, in corporate news, JD Sports tumbled as it delivered a profit warning after second half trading missed expectations due to milder autumn weather and heavier discounting over the peak holiday shopping period. The company said to the elevated level of promotional activity during the peak trading period meant that full-year gross margins will be slightly lower than last year, leading it to cut adjusted pre-tax profit guidance to between £915 and £935 million from £1.04 billion at the half-year stage. And for a full daily market report, go to ramseycrookall.com. Europe's largest tech company, the Dutch multinational ASML, can no longer export some of its equipment to China. ASML, which is Advanced Semiconductor Materials Lithography, sells high-tech machines that are critical to manufacturing the most advanced microchips. ASML was reportedly due to ship a number of chip-making machines to China, but had the export licenses revoked by the Dutch government before they were shipped. The block follows a request from US President Biden's administration. Bloomberg reports that ASML's extreme ultraviolet lithography machines are used by chip-makers, including Intel, TSMC, and Samsung to make semiconductors for just about everything from smartphones to military equipment. Some of ASML's most advanced machines reportedly sell for over £155 million and the company is the most valuable tech firm in Europe with a market capitalisation of €260 billion. That's £224 billion. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European stocks closed higher following two downbeat sessions and amid uncertainty over the trajectory for the central bank rate cuts. US stocks stalled, struggling to shake off a dismal start to the year. Gold held steady and oil fell in late trade amidst uncertainty in the Middle East. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100s up half a percent, 7,723. The DAX in Frankfurt closed up half a percent too, 16,600. 625. In New York City a short time ago, the Dow Jones Industrial up seven-tenths of a percent at 37,690. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index up just over a tenth of a percent at 14,610. And the S&P 500 in Chicago up almost four-tenths of a percent at 4,721. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 26.9 cents, one euro, 15.8 cents, and 23 South African rand, 74.5. In commodities, gold's up almost two-tenths of a percent, $2,045 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude down 2% at $76.75. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater, from Ramsey Crookall, and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future. For a house, of the kids' education. £100? a month. I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. 
Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. The Ramsey MHK and leader of the Liberal Vallon Party on the Isle of Man, Laurie Hooper, has launched a public consultation to find out what you, that's right, you, what do you think about the Bishop having a vote in Timwald? Mr Hooper says he and Liberal Vannin believes removing the vote's fundamental to democracy since the Bishop isn't elected by the public, so perhaps why isn't he tackling the big issue of LegCo? I'd agree. Actually, my view is quite clear. I prefer members of LegCo to be publicly elected as well. I think that's the natural evolution, really, of, of a democratic parliament. The reason that this bill has been so narrowly drawn to focus on the Bishop is because that's what the House of Keys voted on in Timwall, so it really is a continuation of that vote. I didn't want to start unpicking a much bigger, much more complicated issue. Uh, members of LegCo are indirectly elected by the Keys, so at least there is a, a form of democratic accountability. It's not as direct as I would like, and like I said in the debate when someone raised this exact question, if the House wants me to tackle legislative council members next, I'm happy to pick that one up. I think if I'd started down the route of much more fundamental mental constitutional reform like reforming the entirety of Legislative Council, I would have found that very difficult to do whilst being Minister for Health because there's not enough time in the day. Quite rightly, I don't think this is number one on people's agenda. It's one of a number of things, but it surely isn't the most important one. The reason I'm doing this, and it's been so narrowly drawn, is so as not to detract from all the other stuff that's going on. I think if I had come out of the gatepost and said, let's reform the whole of Timwald, that would have been you know, insane for, for me to do as a private member. That would have been far too much, and I don't think that would have been realistic. I couldn't have defended that to people going outside saying I'm going to do something so big whilst also trying to hold a big uh, portfolio. The nature of our political system means you never get radical reform. We don't have a party structure on the island. You have 33 independents, supposedly. Every decision is a compromise, which means everything you do is incremental, small, slow change. And sometimes that's great. So when you're talking about a stable political environment, great, big tick in that box. But then when you do think, actually, big change is needed, it's very hard to drive that through. And so inevitably what you end up with is small, incremental change. And this process of constitutional reform has been going on for 150 years. It's not going to be resolved overnight. It's going to still be going on for the next 150 years. This is just another small step in what is a very big journey. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690 300. Manx Radio Sports. With sports editor Rob Pritchard. Mai, good evening. Starting with athletics and Isle of Man athlete Sarah Aston has received her first England call-up of the new calendar year. Aston, who competes for Belgrave Harriers, will be part of the senior women's team to contest the Juan Muguerza El Goibar cross-country in Spain this Sunday. She'll be joined in the senior women's squad by Neve Brown, Lauren Hall and Lauren McNeil. Twelve other competitors are part of the England squad across the senior men's, junior men's and junior women's classes. 2023 was a successful year for Aston as she was crowned national English cross-country champion in February before breaking the Manx women's 10k road race record in Manchester the following month. In motorsport, entries have opened for this year's edition of the pre-TT Classic Road Races. The Southern 100 Club has confirmed riders can now apply to take part in the 2024 meeting on the Balloon course, which will take place from the 24th to the 26th of May. The organisation also says the competition programme for this year will run in the same format as in 2023. Competitors are being encouraged to complete their application online, however organisers will accommodate for those who would still prefer to do 
so using hard copies. There's also an earlier deadline for entries this year of Thursday the 29th of February. And in football, FC Alavman has announced three more changes to NWCFL Premier Division fixtures in 2024. Two of their upcoming times in February and March involve an alteration in kickoff times. On Saturday the 10th of February, the Ravens away tie at Presswich Hayes will now get underway at 2pm, whilst the Manx side's trip to Cheadletown on Saturday the 16th of March will now start at 1pm. Elsewhere, FC Alavman's away match at Chatterton, postponed on the 27th of December 2023, now has a new date. That game will take place at the Falcon Fire Stadium on Tuesday the 9th of April, kicking off at 7.45pm. FC Alavman is thanking Presswich Hayes and Cheadletown for agreeing to earlier start times to allow the island team to make evening flights. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Rollsway, the 5.25 Logano from Manchester came in 20 minutes early. Next, it's the 7.30 EasyJet from London Gatwick on time. 5 to 8 Logano from Liverpool and the 8 o'clock Logano from London City all showing on time. Outbound, 6 o'clock Logano to Liverpool, the 8 o'clock EasyJet return to London Gatwick. On the roads, uh, the Matron roads closed from Ramsey to the bungalow due to landslips. Works underway to stabilise the area. They're saying it's going to be closed till Sunday. Phase closures on the Ballakill Ferrick Road in Colby for water main work. Hillside Avenue through to Circular Roads closed in Douglas for adjacent office window replacement. Section of Switzerland Roads closed for construction work through till November. Kian Drockard Road in Andrus closed in phases for water main work. Contemporary lights in Andrus on the Bride Road just north of the village for patching work. Temporary closures on the Balalai Road south of Kirk Michael for water main work. The Silverdale Roads closed between the, the Balamoda and the Fildraw Road for resurfacing work. And off-road, the Heritage Trail is closed between Crosby and Glenfine for duct insulation work. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with Keyside. Dr Keith Daniels has been recognised with an MBE in the King's New Year's Honours List for outstanding services to primary care. He was the full-time GP at Palatine Group practice for 32 years, from 1990 to August 2022, and told Max Radio what his reaction to the news was. It came completely out of the blue, so was a total and complete surprise and delighted. My wife said I looked shocked after I put the phone down. I mean, she was obviously pleased and delighted as well. At heart, I'm a, a GP and a family doctor, and actually patients provide daily or weekly highlights to your career. Those are actually the things you're most proud of. You can't do any of it without the support of lots of people, you know, from your spouse at home who treats the children and puts them to bed at night when you're late home from work again. And then there's a whole constellation of people in primary care I think I'm also really fortunate to work alongside some brilliant GPs on the island who have been role models. I'm still doing some things. I'm still a GP appraiser. That's supporting GPs, helping them with their professional development. I'm still doing the formal undergraduate teaching of the Manchester medical students who are on the island in primary care. I've also, for most of my career on the island, giving advice to some of the island's life insurance companies. I'm still doing a bit of that. And I'm also a trustee on the Isle of Medical Research Charity. So I've got plenty of things to be going on with. Update 
Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. The numbers are in for the December weather. It seems it was pretty wet and windy, but not the worst ever. Here's Gary Salisbury from Ronald's Way Met Office. 148 millimetres we've had. Um, the average for December is about 95. So, uh, yeah, roughly 50% more rain than average we've had over the recent week. It's about the eighth wettest uh, on record. The worst was um, December 1978, which had 213 millimetres. Uh, so, not quite that bad, but um, yeah, yeah, it's been pretty wet. The day after after Boxing Day, there was uh, Storm Gerrit. Uh, we had 30 millimetres just on the one day here at Ronald's Way, 50 to 60 millimetres over the hills. So that's, uh, you know, it really saturated the ground. And any more rain that we get since then, has, uh, you know, it's just caused all this flooding on the roads and stuff. We've had um, more gales than average, you know, usually, uh, you know, say three gales on average during December. We've had five. Not the worst, though. I was just had a quick look through uh, through the stats. The worst December, 1959, 17 gales. So, uh, yeah, those gales we have had um, have all been, over the Christmas period, haven't they? With, uh, with people travelling for Christmas and that, the boat. So uh, yeah, it's been uh, not great. And uh, looking at the forecast ahead for uh, for next week, it uh, it does look a bit drier and less windy too. So uh, yeah, hopefully uh, a bit better to come. A group of Manx firefighters have raised more than two thousand pounds for charity after undertaking the gruelling Six Peaks Challenge in climbing the highest peaks in the UK, Ireland, and the Isle of Man over the course of six days. The money raised is for the firefighters' charity, and I'll listen. Head of fundraising at I'll Listen, Emma Callan. The money that these guys have raised is going to go directly to helping us run our educational programmes for nearly every school on the Isle of Man. So that's hundreds of children and that's free. And the other free service we offer is one-to-one therapy services, which sadly is in increasingly in demand. We see we have about 25 referrals a week for young people on the Isle of Man. So this money is really important. What will the education aspects involved? So it's a bit different depending on primary and secondary schools. In primary school, it's a really positive message. We don't talk about um, the, the the really tough side of mental health. We touch on it generally, um, but we do things like kindness assemblies and we talk about um, who's there to support us in our lives and we have a resilience shield. And then up in secondary school, that's a bit more of a one-to-one listening service. We do do some work in classrooms as well, and, um, but it's really important that the one-to-one listening service is in those schools. How much of a difference will this money make? Huge difference. We're so lucky that people choose us to fundraise for because um, otherwise we can't carry on doing those services for free and it does touch the lives of so many young people and not just young people who are in crisis or who are feeling upset or having a tough time but so many young children so that they've got those tools before they even need them and then they know once they're having a tough time what they can do about it where they can go and how they can make themselves feel better that's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher, producer Beth Espy. After the news at six o'clock, Bobby Bob John Billy's here. Bob Carswell, Shaq Lay, Greatest Hits with Chris Kinley at 6.30. A little light music is at nine with Morris Powell and Rhianne Evans with The Late Show. After hours at ten. Remember, updates available as a podcast at manxradio.com. And if you're not following us on Twitter or Facebook, then we'd appreciate it if you did. That's it. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I'm back tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T.